yeah, there were a lot of different bits put into that episode zero mm. podcast explaining like why we're even here. Um, and one that popped up was arguing, which is just one of those subjects that I find absolutely hilarious because I remember getting into our relationship. This is even before we were married. I was just like, from day dot, we don't argue. Okay, don't 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 be raising your voice out here. Don't be getting irate about anything. Don't be getting all passionate and carried away. We do not argue. A happy relationship involves zero arguments. And I want a happy relationship to stay happy. Was basically my my plan going into the relationship and what I expected in return. Why was that? Why? Because I never saw my mum and dad argue. How harsh we be in other podcasts? I'm. I don't know, I guess we could be <laughs> reasonably harsh, we can, it's easier to cut back than to add. <laughs> um, I remember saying at the time, yeah. that made me laugh because his mum and dad aren't together anymore. <laughs> I was always like... This is true, my parents are, are not up. together. This is a good point, but... But they weren't together when he was telling me this, so... No, no, it's true, it made my, it made my argument a little bit, a little bit less uh, strong. But they were. They had a good 26 years, I believe. Yeah. So, I'm hoping for more than 26 years. Yeah, I definitely but, want to celebrate the 50th for sure. But, um, yeah, whereas I was the complete opposite. Like, I've always seen marriage as essentially two people that came together from mm. their own lives, living with their own families, having their own ideas, and then coming together. And then you have to understand that you're not the same people and for me anyway I've always been opinionated yeah <laughs> we've always lived in quite a rowdy outspoken household and so if I feel passionately about something I'm not going to sit there and not show my passion or communicate my passion but I think what I learned was, so I was like, well, we have to argue. Arguing is good. And I think that will help us find our balance. What I wasn't so good is at. Is that because was, we're two different people? Yeah. Okay. 100%. I think the idea that two people are going to come together and it's going to be swimmingly lovely and no one's going to argue basically means someone is giving up something that they believed in order to just make you happy. Mm. That's it. And there's only so much tolerance that someone can take to do that. Because if that one person is consistently just giving up what they believe all the time, they're now living someone else's life. Yeah. And they don't feel like they actually have any say. They don't feel like they have any share in the relationship now because to have a share in a relationship, you have to feel like someone else has given up something for you. And that is why there's a little bit of guilt when you do something wrong. And if you can't see that other person giving up anything and you can see, I've given up this, given up this, given up this, there's a, mm. a little bit of resentment and there's a little bit like, actually, do you know what? If I just got up and left, I'd still be the same person. And you don't want that. Fair. You want to be changed by someone. You want to learn from somebody. You want to be made better. And I think that's like the whole point of marriage. However, what I will say is I went into the relationship and I wasn't so like arguing for me was me being passionate and me saying my opinion it wasn't necessarily listening and taking on somebody else's opinion so I think like over time I learned and also the way in which I argue so Mm. um 
as I said, like in the Zero episode, swearing was like a regular part, but also like the volume and like the amount of passion. Yeah. Even if it's something not very serious, I I would go to like zero to one hundred. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't take me any time to get there. I'd already be there. And so I needed to learn firstly, like swearing when you're that loud and at that volume can come across quite aggressive, which is really firstly unattractive. It's just gross. But secondly, like that's not the way my husband wants me to communicate with him and I wouldn't want him to communicate like that, which is what I said in the zero episode. But I think also um, being able to communicate effectively so that actually your point now isn't coming across like they're doing something wrong. And I think like this is Mm. the difference between men and women. Men generally do not like to be told things. And actually, as a woman, I don't like to be told things either. But we, they really don't like to be shouted at. And they definitely don't like to be shouted at by women. Like, it, as a whole, when a woman shouts, it's very unattractive. And it doesn't... If you think that's going to get the point across and change their mind, you are inevitably wrong. To convince and to make good arguments in a calm manner and have them possibly thinking about something else and taking on their point and then developing their point to to flip it around to see yours is much better now that is a good communicator but it's a much better listener and so if i wanted to win and get my point heard more I'm not going to be doing that by raising my voice like a banshee. I'm going to be doing that to listening to what he wants and the point that he is trying to betray and then make my argument slightly better using his point. And there's a certain amount of, I guess, like manipulation in there. (laughs) But I can't do that if his point is so categorical because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if like... if if your point is just ridiculous or the argument you're trying to make is ridiculous, his point is always going to still stand. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I feel like I was really up for arguing. Oh, you loved an argument. I loved an argument. You were ready. Like, let's go. What could I do about today? I still love an argument to this day. Like, and literally yesterday, Mm. on the, was it yesterday on the phone to my brother and my mum? And we're arguing on that conversation. Yeah. About, like, we could be arguing about Politics, you, you my mum is... my mum. religion, I, I you, mean, went, you went all different directions. Yeah, my mum is like full-blown labour just on the fact that Margaret Thatcher, she didn't like Margaret Thatcher because her whole family was Northern, which is the most ludicrous thing to still be doing in this age and she has no idea of any policies now. But we will have those arguments as, and we will like defend through full throttle with very little information, which is probably not, not the best thing in the world. But... We engage in those conversations, we criticise each other, and that is like a normal conversation for us to have. Mm. Whereas I think in your family, there's a lot more defence oh. that's there, I think. We, we grew up in an environment where we don't really argue with our parents. Like, their rule is law. And if you don't like it, you, you sort of really need to deal with it. Then maybe once you got a little bit older, you could sort of try and negotiate it. But you do that with a family meeting. Like, we'd sit down, family meeting, yo, this is what's bothering us, this is what's bothering me, this is what you kids are doing, that's out of line, da da da. And it was like proper sit down around the table, let's talk it out. It's like a safe space, you're not gonna get any, like, any, you're not getting in trouble for saying something at like the family meeting, you're in a family meeting. Mm. It was conversation, and we'd talk and talk and talk and talk through everything. Question. Mm. 
because I feel like people say a lot about conversations now, like, oh, I need to have a conversation. Yeah. It does my absolute nothing. Do you think, like, at the conversations change things, or do you think, actually, you're more likely to change when someone just lost their nut at you, and then you're like, oh, I'm not going to do that again? I think with behavioural... Yeah, just lose your mind. Like, when I was younger, and I had the little angry syndrome, which was is hilarious to look back at now, but, like, my temper was ridiculous. If my dad was like, look, let's sit down and chat, <laughs> it wouldn't fix anything. My dad was like, listen, there's one man in this house and, like, dealt with me as such. That's what helped over the long yeah. term, do you know what I mean? So, in those cases, nah, talk is not going to do anything. But other things, it would be about chores, it would be about, you know, how much do we have to do versus when we can go out, it would be about, we're getting sent to bed, like, quite early and we're in secondary school now, why are we getting sent to bed do you know what I mean? Those kind of things, a conversation could work. See, and I think that's the, that's the thing. So I feel like I'm having a conversation with my mum when we talk about things like that. Really? I feel like we're having a conversation. Fair. But our volume and the way in which we talk to one another is just so high. Mm. Because my mum's, like, if you think that's my mum's angry, my mum's angry is way, way worse. Like, <laughs> Fair. No one really ever sees her angry. It's like way, way worse. So I think, like, for me raise volume or shouting isn't anger that's just yeah. us trying to portray our point and yeah maybe getting wound up here and there but it's not it's not an argument it's still a conversation so um, see, see like my dad I can't tell you many times I've heard him shout yeah which like, is crazy he has like a tone that switches mm-hmm. and a stern but like shouting I can't think of many times I've heard my dad like shout at me do you know what I mean? There's maybe like a few. I've had, I've been hit by him when I was younger mm. and that stopped. I think I stood in primary school last time he hit me, to be fair. But that, that was necessary for the anger for sure. But like shouting at me, not really. Um, so my mum, sh- my mum probably shouted more than, than my dad, but again, I can't think of loads of times. I'd have to like stop and search and be like, oh yeah, when that happened, it was talk, 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 stern talk, looks, yeah, and that I'm kind of thing. Looks, yeah. um, but not actually shouting, really. I think the only time that shouting happened was like me and my brother. <laughs> if we were having to fall out by shouting at each other. So like, to get with you then, and like, we'd be talking, and it's like, Ugh. I'm like, what? Whoa. Yeah, why are you coming for me? Is your volume all right? Why are you. Why are you coming at me like that? Like This doesn't even matter. Why are you coming at me with attitude from the jump? I'm just saying spoon, forks, knives is a better order than forks, spoons. That's all I'm saying. Like, why are we, <laughs> why are you going there? So it was hard to get used to. This woman keeps talking to me like I'm anybody. Mm. What is she doing? Which is so funny because no, like anybody would not, get that yeah, communication yeah, yeah. with me. Like I like I literally I couldn't care less what Jack, Jim or Joseph want to do. Like yeah. I just don't care at all. And I think like the only reason I would engage in those conversations with somebody is because I want to find the middle ground. And I respect you enough Right to engage. To engage in that conversation. Because there's some people I'm just like Okay, whatever. Cool. I don't think you really know anything about this anyway. But yeah, so I feel like it's funny because it's just it's just a different way of communicating. You mm. took it one way, and I think eventually you came to the conclusion that actually arguing isn't a bad thing. 
but I also took on like my tone needs to change compromise yeah. like we are going to argue there are going to be things that we do wrong and rather than get defensive when we have done something wrong it's better to just apologize which now we do so much quicker like yeah. we still get annoyed with one another e.g. when you went to the pub and you stayed longer than five minutes it was like seven and then didn't answer your phone seven minutes I called you back but, yeah. quick um, <laughs> but rather than you come home and be like oh well it literally was only this long la 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 it was like you came and went oh yeah sorry I genuinely didn't think it was that long and but the sorry is already been put out there yeah, yeah and then your reasoning is behind it rather than leading with the reasoning always leading with the reasoning I'm like, let me tell you why you're wrong for coming at me with any attitude from the jump okay yeah and <laughs> straight into defend my cause defend my corner yeah, yeah, uh, yeah which meant like we were just two heads constantly butting mm. and trying to win the argument as opposed to trying to get to a compromise and yeah I what i will say that's the difference the pill made that so much worse oh my gosh when i was on the pill like and my my husband was not the only one that had the arguments in that phase i would argue with the cat mm that decided to hop in our garden. Mm. Like, I was that insane during that time. I don't know what they put in the pill. I don't know <sighs> what is in that stuff. But, and it set my mum over the edge. And the only reason, like, I came up with it so quickly was because my mum was like, I handed in my notice every single week. Yeah. Um, when I was on the pill. So you need to come off it because there's something chemically that it doesn't do for us. So, there really is because you don't even know. Oh, yeah, like, half the stuff, I'm like, what? Like, You're I'm embarrassed. You know? Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to get the most embarrassing situations with you. Probably the club. Two. And oh, three. Oh, and I forgot train. about the club. Oh, my gosh. The train station I was thinking, oh, which was... You know, you're like, how much can I air? Mm. But I, I feel like now, I just feel like, yeah. Yeah, so we missed the train by, like, I'm talking, we just missed it. As in, like, like, we're on the platform, they've just gone off. Yeah, you know when you get down the platform and they shut the door, but the train hasn't gone yet? That moment, there's like 40 seconds, and the train's still, and you're here, and it's like, well, let us on. Like, no, we've secured the doors. And Eliza lost her mind. And we're going, we're going away to London, we're going to do something nice. We're going to spend the day in London together. We're not going. It's like the reality it's is you can get on another train. <laughs> yeah, we're not going. It's cancelled, I'm not doing this trip. You could have stopped the train. Yeah, and she just... Oh my gosh, she lost her mind. And I'm there like, yo, these trains are every 30 minutes. Like, it's cool. We'll go get a snack. We'll go get a coffee. Like, by the time we're done with that, the train will be here. And it was just... Head loss. Gone. And Yeah, that... It was... It was genuinely... The pill was so bad that when you came off it, it was hard to recognise what your actual view on things were now. Mm. Because everything was so level, so like reasonable. And I was like, hold on, I'm, I'm confused because this... The reason he was confused as well is we met, we met each other and within like six months, I was pregnant with Hallie. So I, like, I then had the hormones of pregnancy. I then yeah. had like after you give birth and the fact that your body's mm -hmm. completely changed and then you're raising a little one so it's like there's no sleep free so like Kamal barely knew me really. <laughs> literally we're now like deep in two years and mm. it's like obviously then you go on all this different contraception and like various ones just didn't work for me they lost the bloody coil in me which is terrible so I got that straight out the moment they found it um and yeah then went on the pill because it was like 
well, I don't need to get anything injected in something. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so I went on the pill. But then, yeah, like, I just, like, absolutely lost it. So when I came off it, it was probably about, he'd only seen six months, and the six months is when, like, you're learning about each other. So it wasn't... You're showing your really best, don't you? You're showing yeah. the shiny. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, that's that's why he's saying, oh, I didn't understand this reasonable person. But when I think back and he tells me things, I'm like, that is absolutely ridiculous. Like, I just, I can't. Oh, there's so many. There's that. so many funny ones. I remember you went, you got angry at a security guard because, oh, what happened? We said there, we all pushed in the line. Like, we all pushed in. And then he picked me out. And there were like four other people who had pushed in. And he said, no, I'm doing them. Just pick me out. And Eliza was like, nah, not having that. <laughs> and like, went mad at this guy. And I'm like, bearing in mind, I think the guy was Asian, and I called him racist. Like that's yeah, how, yeah, yeah, yeah literally absolutely delusional. In fairness, I was the only black dude in that line, and he did pick me out. But equally, if you're gonna push it, then you're the only black dude. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be easier to pick you out than one of the three white guys who pushed in. So fair. But yeah, but oh, you lost it. Oh, it was like just racist. You want to go for the black guy? And it was like. I can't yeah. back you. Yeah, I, I don't really... But yeah, I'm a, I'll go to the back of the line. It's calm, isn't it? Like, but yeah, that was that was hilarious. There's so many different, like, just little little moments where it's like... I think, like, whoa. yeah, I think a lot of it, like... I mean, a lot of it was chemically, but I think also in that mm. beginning bit, um, when you first get together, there's, like, a certain amount of insecurity and off-balance, which is heightened when you have a child as a woman, I think, because you sort of lose the person that you went into the relationship as because mm. your body completely changes, your responsibility now completely changes, you've given up certain elements of your life and I would 100% do it all again. I would do it all again several times and I would make the exact same decisions as I did. Mm. But I think there, like, there's just that insecurity that actually he could possibly go up and, and leave me and I would be left which is significantly what I did not want yeah. um, which is why I wanted to get married we were engaged during that time and the reason that we were putting off the marriage was because we wanted to get married in Santorini and we had no money um, but I yeah like I think that was and I wanted to make sure you weren't a psycho I think you enjoyed the psycho a little bit I did I did there is a yeah it was <laughs> it was fun it was fun there's a lot of fun with that unbalance to be fair if I'm completely honest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, again, it was, I think we learned a lot during, a lot during that time as well. And even within the arguments that we had, which was so funny, like one day we had like, a, like the biggest argument. I don't think we've had like another one. Like, I think that was like our biggest argument. And I'm so thankful that we had it really early. But um, where our parents came over because yeah. it was that bad. And my mum turned around to you and said, you know what, I think it'd be better if you set to a hotel tonight. And Carl's like, oh, no, no, I'm not leaving. And I think in that moment for me, I was like, do you know what? Regardless of how much we argue, we'd never, ever leave each other. We want, we really love each other. It was just the fact that he wanted to know that he was right and what I did was wrong. And he wanted me to apologise and vice versa. And so, like, there was a certain amount of commitment and love there where actually it was just the way in which we communicated that needed to change because when the offer was put on the table where my mum said you know what you can leave mm. we didn't 
And vice versa, my mum said, my mum turned around to me once and said, you can leave him, just leave. And this was before Hallie. And I was like, no. And like, it wasn't, they weren't so big. An argument isn't so big that when it was easy, we could leave. And therefore, like, when you have marriage and you have another kid and now you have a mortgage together, now it's harder, you know, that really, like, whatever comes up, you can probably overcome. Yeah, for real. I remember that. That argument was terrible. And it was, like, my dad, your mum, and they're literally both there, like, taking off the route, calling us down, like, and then being like, do you know what? Son, come with me, let's go. You know, come come to mine for the weekend or whatever. Your mum's like, yeah, I've, I've got Eliza. So she's taking off the plate of, like, any excuse that I would have had of, like, well, you know, I've got to be here for a lot, but all good. She's like, I've got her, come up to my... And we're both like, no. Uh, <laughs> like, what are you what talking you about? No, I'm staying here, like... I remember it so vividly, because we were sat next to each other for some reason. At that moment, we were sat on the sofa. Mm. And we both looked like at that. each other and <laughs> be like, what on earth what? are they on about? Literally, who are you, why are you so unreasonable? I without this man. Like, like, <laughs> I'm like, where would I sleep? What are they talking about? <laughs> and also like mum I'm really sorry that the, what you could do for me like is not similar to what my husband would do for me like it's lovely that you've offered that but no thanks you go home my husband's going to stay here and we're cool now and like straight away at that moment I think we calmed down we realised like actually this is so ridiculous because we're now arguing with them about the fact that we're not, yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. go anywhere yeah honestly we're, we're engaged at that point yeah, that's fiance yeah. yeah engaged at that point but yeah it's, it's, it's hilarious that Actually, your arguments can elevate, and the, the problem isn't what you're arguing about. The problem is your communication. 100%. That's your issue. And I got the best piece of advice ever from, from Jackson. We might get him on the podcast. Um, and, and his thing was, Kamal, you can either be right, or you can be in love. And he said, and don't get me wrong, there's going to be times where you want to be right, and, and that's fine. But always know you're making that choice. You can be right, or you can be in love. And I think from from that day of like really hearing that and letting that resonate was like, yeah, you're right. Because what do I win by being right? What do I actually get? What do I walk away with? Cool. I've I've got the pride of I won. I've made you feel wrong, which is never nice to feel like you're wrong. And I've won this little, this whatever the the thing we're arguing for was. I think also like, and it's funny because I think really when you're like far into an argument as well, there's like a certain part of you that's like, I'm absolutely wrong, but I now have to just I've committed now. I've, I've, I've committed now. And yeah. so like there's a certain amount of stubbornness there that is literally like, <laughs> it's just stubbornness because you've listened to the other person's argument and actually you're like, oh, oh I did say that, didn't I? Yeah, I, I did, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you started to do that, I don't think there was... Because I always worry about people giving up their arguments too quickly. Mm. But it's not as if you you would give up arguments if they're significantly important. But I think if they're minute or, or not really necessary, I think then you'd give it up. But then because you gave it up so quickly, I now need to think to myself, okay, that was weird. Mm. And then you need to think, like, were you actually right? Because then once there's that silence and no one's arguing with you, it's a little bit like... You know, like like a kid, and you're like, the mum's like, no, you can't have any more ice cream because you'll be sick. And then the kid's like, I want more ice cream. I want more ice cream. You go and eat more ice cream, and then you just vomit everywhere. You're like, 
okay. <laughs> it's like that moment where like the parents just like give it up and they're like, cool, mm. off you go then. And then you get to your own conclusion and you're like, oh, actually, I probably understand what they were saying. And it's less heated and less defensive and less making up of arguments and no one's really wasted any time on it. Yeah, for real. So, for real. I think for me, it was more about the communication. Like, I still argue to this day. Like, mm. I still, like I said, he went to the pub the other day and I was, I'm not the type of person to be like, oh yeah, you didn't answer your phone, no problem. I'm the type of person to be like, that really annoyed me that you didn't answer your phone. Like, mm. answer your phone or tell me where you are. But the way in which I communicated was, answer your phone, tell me where you are. And it's not because I want to keep an eye on you or anything like that. It's because I wanted to eat dinner and I waited for you because yeah. actually that was what was what was annoying. It's not the fact that he didn't pick up his phone to me or answer his text message or I want to control him and want him to be at home. It's the fact that I made a sacrifice and I'm a little bit upset that he didn't notify it. That's it, really. Yeah, and then that knowing that's where you're coming from and you communicate like that makes me then go, rather than what the instant reaction would be of, don't tell me what to do. I'll go see my friends at the pub for as long as I want to see my friends at the pub. It made me go, what do you say? And I was like, you said, I don't even really want to go to the pub, but I haven't seen these guys in a while, so I'm going to drive past on my way back from the shop, pop in, say hi, shake a few hands, and then come back. It should take about five, ten minutes. So I'm like, oh, but that's what you said. If you'd said, I haven't seen these guys for ages, actually, I want to go and spend a couple hours with them, then that would have been the expectation set and I wouldn't have heard from you for a couple of hours, unless it was, you know, unless it's a best deal, you know, whatever you want to know about something going on at home, but not like a, where are you, where are you at, when are you coming back? So, because you came at it like that, it was like, okay, well, she's just talking, that's quite reasonable. Why, did she, why, was, why would she wait for me to eat? And go back in my head, oh, you said, and it all starts to make sense. So it's much easier to understand that was, this is the actual issue, this is what you did, this is how she's seeing it. Sorry. Yeah. Because, yeah, actually, if I just... Even if I gave myself a bit of grace, I know I want 10 minutes, but who's there? My chatty friend Adam's going to chat for ages. I haven't seen Jazz for a minute. He's had my hair cut for a while. James, I've not seen in ages. And if I really thought it through, mm. he's just had a baby. He might be there with his baby, in which case, he's going to be like, oh, here's the... I didn't think about all the different elements. It's just like, I'm walking, yo, what's up, what's up, what's up, you good? Yeah, check you soon. Completely unrealistic. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was good to get to like, the end of it quickly yeah. versus back in the day, that would have been a whole, a whole thing. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because you came out of that as you, I can't remember, like, don't control me, and it would have just blown up and I'd be at the golf driving range. Yeah. So I think, like, overall, and I don't know what you think, but I think if they're petty and little arguments that you can see blowing up out of nowhere, then, yeah, do that. You can be right or you can be in love. Yeah. But I think overall, for me anyway, if I feel a certain way, especially upset or angry, I want to be able to communicate that. And sometimes that might be a little argument because genuinely when you share the fact that someone has made you feel negatively, it's not welcomed. Um but the way in which you communicate that argument is good. And I think other than that, like political arguments or, uh, I don't know, 
whatever else there mm. is. Bigger, like, macro arguments aren't to do with you two. I think generally, like, we hear each other out and then we watch, like, various, like, arguments on it yeah. where we get to a middle ground. Like, but we let sort of other people... We, we share our opinions and then we watch other people mm. do their arguments back and forth. So we hear both sides in, like, an eloquent way... Outside of our own echo chamber. Yeah, that isn't us. Because I think sometimes, like, when you hear it from that person, it's like, why have you got, why do you think that? Whereas when you watch somebody else that thinks like that, you're like, oh, okay, it's not just them. Yeah. And maybe I should listen to that opinion. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, like, a massive middle ground. Like, you have to meet in the middle. And, again, it's, like, that compromise of you probably are going to argue because you are just two people that got together. And although you would like to undo... The 17, that, 18 years that, growing up, yeah. that's not real. That's so. the problem. You came in with, like, you're two people. I came in with, like, we are one. Yeah. Straight away, off the bat. You're moving with me? Great, we're one. Yeah. So, my family's your family. Your family's my family. How I grew up how you grew up. How you grew up. Let's blend it all. It doesn't need to clash. It's just blended now. Mm. And that is completely ridiculous and unrealistic mm. uh, you're going to react to my mum the way I react to my mum I'm react to your mum the you way react to you your raise mom. kids is going to be yeah I'm just like it's fine everything will just everything will just mesh because me and you mesh so why would our upbringings not mesh because obviously they've they've been we've been brought up in such a way that we now match each other so obviously those bits are perfect fits too obviously our parents are perfect fits everything must be a perfect fit because I feel like you're a perfect fit. So, cool. Which then led to me not expecting to argue about anything. Because why would we argue? Mm. We're a perfect fit. <laughs> so once I, once I got rid of that idea and came over to your thing of, oh, maybe we are just two people. It did two things. It One made it make more sense to have arguments. Because now I realise I'm not arguing to be right. I'm arguing to show a point. And get us to compromise somewhere. Something needs to change. It's not quite right. And I want to explain. And pull you in this direction. Mm. And that's why I'm arguing with you. And then the other thing it did is. It actually made the love in a relationship more valuable to me. Mm. Because now. You're only here because you're choosing me. Not because we're destined to be together. And it's perfect. You're only here because you choose me. Because you're just the person. I'm just the person. Yeah, I And think that was like. <laughs> I think also, like, with the element of, like, this is why arguing and sharing your own thoughts, I think, is important. Like, in the eyes of God, we came together. Mm. And I think there's a reason that we're together. And if one of us is silent, or if one of us always compromises, like I said at the beginning, and there is no arguing, everyone just blends together, there's going to be a lack of a lesson there. Yeah. Like, we were just two people and we are coming together and that will be for the greater good of probably both of our ex like external oh, families but also for our children but we will not get the fruits of that if we just let one person speak their opinion and the other one is silent that's not how it works you have to understand the pros and cons of each other and understand your own pros and cons as well mm. so that actually you can live the best life possible and make that lineage go down because otherwise you're teaching your children the bad habits that both of you had from your upbringing because no one will say their upbringing was perfect there were certain elements that weren't perfect 
whenever they happened in there and you don't want to pass that on so it's important to communicate that um and there might be some elements of your growing up where you think actually this was i really liked it this was great for me and then someone says okay well actually i just don't think i really like that and understand why they don't like that and actually maybe for your children that wouldn't be the best thing so i think for like the more macro approach to the wedding and and as a societal effect on the kids that is relevant and that is needed for the children to be better than us the reason that we're sometimes better than our generations is because those ideas were communicated and the reason that we're worse than those generations are because they didn't communicate how important those things were for them to be happy like my nana didn't communicate to my mum there is a certain amount of financial security there is a certain amount of safety that you have when you have a husband there's a certain amount although i look like i'm doing everything there's a certain amount of reliance that i have on him that you will not have if you're on your own and i don't and i think because we're scared of communicating that or out in the open it looks like one person rules things and the other person just runs after the other one it's like that's not right and you ha you only know that by engaging in communication you only know that by arguing with one another to go okay actually that's interesting and i'm going to pass that down to my kids mm. you know yeah yeah for real there's lessons in there and there's things to pass down and hopefully each generation improves and becomes better and better and that that's what i didn't really get i thought it just clicks and actually from the arguments it's like ah oh, that's interesting i haven't thought of it like that and you've got to almost be willing to let go of some preconceived notions and ideas that you have because parents protect you from a whole bunch of stuff too oh, 100%. like there's a bunch of stuff that i'm facing within the relationship and marriage i'm like i never seen this i never heard an argument about this before what what is this and it could just be that my parents had this disagreements in conversation quietly out of earshot um so me thinking it never happens is wrong it's just they dealt with it in a quiet way outside of the earshot of the children so I'm coming in with like this picture of what marriage is. It's Which not again even... is so funny. Like I think that people should have. Like I don't think that children should be involved in adult issues. No. But again, what I do think is like the reason that parents were so involved in the relationships when people first got together is because if there was a problem, they would go and they would sit down with the parents and say, well, this is happening a little bit. And then they would be like, do you know what? Yeah, that happened with us. And when they're grown... Yeah, yeah. Because I think when you're younger, your parents did the right thing. They had their arguments and they had their arguments separately to yeah. you. But when you're a grown man, you need to know. They can't avoid those conversations with you and say, oh, yeah, we never argued. and we Yeah, did. yeah. Like, they have to communicate with you. Actually, yeah, we did have arguments, but we overcame them like this and this. Right. Because that's how that's how you learn. And I think the reason that there's a lot of people that get married, like arranged marriages, and they still are not divorced and they are together is more than religion. I think it's because the whole idea of soulmates or finding the one or whatever, mm. whatever. I do believe like God put us together, mm. but I think you'll only know that if you try and make things work, it's not okay to be like, oh, do you know what? We disagree on this and therefore fundamentally it's just not going to happen. Like, I think you have to hear the other person's side. And we got together so quickly. We had a baby so quickly because I genuinely believe that I just never, ever doubted that he wasn't the one. I just have never, ever doubted it since we've been together. I've been very upset by some of the things that he's done. I think vice versa, but I've never thought 
oh, I'm just going to leave him. Like, just, it's never crossed my mind. Hmm. Yeah. Fair. You chose. Yeah. And stuck to the decision. Yeah. Well, I remember one time you, 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 you threatened me. I thought you really were out. And we went to the shops and then I was like all flirting and you were like, oh, actually, yeah, I love this guy so much. Were you manipulating me? Was that a trick? Oh, I think you're like, yeah, because you haven't been putting any effort into our relationship. And I was like, if you're not going to put any effort in, there's no real relationship, is there? So yeah. I may as well just leave. And then you decided to follow me to the shops and then you started like being like, oh, what's, what, can I have your number? Blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> the first time I was like... But actually what happened there is rather than come out arguing with me, he just went and did better. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> And that's all that's all I wanted. I just wanted him to do better. Yeah. So For real. For real. Fair. So uh, maybe arguing isn't all bad. Uh, as long as you do it in a proper way. And my lesson is the issue isn't arguments, the issue is communication. Get communication right get to the root of what our actual issues are, and we're good. I know in an argument, Eliza's problem will be if I've not taken the time to switch it around and look at it from the other point of view. I can make an argument back as long as I can see it as a 360. And Eliza knows my thing is, pick your words carefully. And your tone. And your tone, yeah, your tone and your words. But there's a, you can say the same thing in multiple different ways. Choosing one way to say it will... will trigger a reaction that I hate the word trigger will yeah, will cause oh, it's an action that will get a reaction that matches it because I, I'm, I don't like the wrong words being used because words have meaning so yeah you just learn and, and it all goes positively from there but you're going to argue and it's cool just do it in a healthy way have your standards that you won't go past so I won't shout at Eliza don't do it We've been there, we've done that, never again. I'm not raising my voice to shout at this woman ever again. So I know that's the standard. We can work within that. I can make some points without shouting. I'm still going to shout. I've learned, because I am opinionated and I do communicate when I'm unhappy and sad, I now communicate when I'm happy and grateful as mm. well. Because otherwise, like, you're just the person nagging. Like, I remember my mum, like you could have tidied your room, you could have spent hours babysitting your brother, but if you didn't do this one thing, it was like, well, you know that one thing? And it's like, actually, that's annoying. So although I know I'm going to say that I'm upset and I'm going to say that I'm angry because I think that is an important conversation, what's also important is me saying, I'm really grateful for you giving up your time today or I'm really happy that you came with me to collect the girls. Mm. And like, they're both as important as each other. Fair, fair. Well, another one on the record uh, thanks for joining us for the When You Know podcast because that's probably what it's called because when you know you know <laughs> uh, go out there find the one get married hit a knee and uh, we'll see you <laughs> we'll see you on the next pod where we will be bringing on one of the mothers-in-laws in-laws. Mother's, mother's in-law. In no, one of the mother's-in-laws. One of the no. mother-in-laws. One of the Mo- mother's... Mother-in-laws. One of the mother-in-laws. Yeah. Tune in to the next episode where we will be bringing on one of the mother-in-law. Okay, my mum. Bye, mum. Where's the... Now that... Not going to spend the whole next week thinking, Oh, I wonder... But all they'll see is, like, the picture of your mum. Yeah. And they'll know that it's your mum because mum's black. Well, then, what... 
Yeah. What if they saw her and thought, ooh, it's Eliza. Eliza looked like she had a little something, something, little, little mix. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's a full-on black mix. And what my, my dad was just really, really white. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's fair, fair. It's my mum next episode. Uh, so if you're interested in the mother-in-law relationship between a, a wife and a, a mother-in-law, which I think is a, a little bit of a more tricky Terrible. one than the other. <laughs> Absolute pain in the arse. Lord, I hope you heard that. <laughs> we'll see you next week. It's a good one. Peace.